Dog and Bienvenidos listeners and welcome to Uber Cinco, your favorite podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I, Brian Ernst, will be your host for today as we're talking top five things learned while attending an all-boys school. I don't know what I'm going to be able to contribute to today's conversation, but luckily we have two contestants who can. Our first contestant is a familiar favorite, fortunate to find your earphones with his ferocious phonics fulfilling your found fantasies. Alliteration aside, <laughs> it's Mitch Brinkman. How are you, sir? Hello. Hi. Uh, good to be here. Um, excited to talk about my days at military high school. So thank you very much. Oh, man. I cannot wait to hear some of these stories may I have not heard before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to his counter, making his Uber Cinco debut from another time zone, is a man who once improved his way into a cult only to dismantle it from the inside, proving his <laughs> worth through prov. Please welcome Robert Callahan. Oh, How are you, sir? Great story. I'd love to hear about this sometime. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so would we so yeah. <laughs> please make sure you have that oh, yes absolutely yeah give me the yes, yeah, and i'll tell you all about it yeah. i'll let you guys herald that out before the end of the show uh, <laughs> and if you all want to get blown to the moon head on over to ubersinko.com to submit your suggestions for upcoming shows and to watch and share your favorite episodes and if you're new to the den welcome and let us wake you up with a quick rundown of the rules Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an you will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare-down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show, where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off, where I will rattle off my list of the top five reasons to attend an all-boys school and what I interpret them to mean. Because I, again, <laughs> have nothing to add to this <laughs> And finally, as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. Bonus points to either man who mentions some of the funniest teachers' names. <laughs> I will oh. be keeping tally of those. So make sure those are hot and ready. Oh, God. Yep. Uh, Mitch, you won the pre-show nut off where you, in fact, prove cashews are not legumes. So you uh, have home court advantage, and you shall go first. That, that's, that was uh, very dirty to start, but yes, I do. I'm a big fan of nuts. So um, the almonds. Uh, okay, my, my, my first one um, is, I, I like to call, I think I learned, is keeping your head on a swivel. Oh, my God. This is where we're starting. Oh, my God. There we go. This man has done his research. He knows the dance and we are going into a stare down. That means Mitch's number five is going against uh, Robert's number three. What do you have as number three, sir? Uh, My number three is you are the bully. Oh, (laughs) I cannot wait for this Mm -hmm. one, Mitch. Mm -hmm. You drew it first. So what do you have for us? So, yeah, um, I, I attended uh, the all-boys Catholic military college prep high school called St. Thomas Academy in Mendota Heights, Minnesota. Um, I did not go there because I, I wanted um, uh, necessarily military education. I went there because my friends from uh, elementary school went there, 
and I tried uh, public school for two years and it, I was, I was terrified and I got quiet and I was like, I need my friends again. So I followed them to this high school. So I just want to put that out there, but guess what? It ended up being, you know, uh, a pretty fun time, but during your whole time there, you always had to keep your head on a swivel, um, for, for people just, it, it, you know, I, I feel like boys are, uh, they're just always ready to fuck with each other <laughs> and without, without more, um, you know, uh, potential crush matches in the halls to, you know, have your attention to, then it's just like, all right, I need to constantly rank myself and then improve my rankings uh, throughout the, the the schoolyard. So this is perfectly illustrated by a speech our headmaster once gave. The first line of that speech was, gentlemen, we need to talk about something. And that issue is ball whacking. There is <laughs> such an issue with kids hitting each yes. other in the nuts and the reason he had to give the speech was an eighth grader had been ball whacked by a sophomore and he had split his scrotum, had to go to the hospital. Holy um, shit. Yep. Yep. Cause kids who were extra evil would use like Through their the keys pants? on a lanyard. Yeah. Yep. What, oh, what, no. what did yeah. he use? It was car keys. I think oh. it was like oh, a lanyard kind of thing. Yeah. They Andy so. Bernarded him. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. And so, um, you learned quickly at my school, uh, one, if someone says, hey, Brinkman, or hey, something, like, to, to get your attention, mm, you, you have to, like, mm. be ready. Just, like, yeah. you, you always have to have your, your attention up and walk with your books in front of yourself. That that always helps. But then, naturally, after experiencing this year after year and being in this, like, just hostile, it's like you're running the gauntlet every time you're walking to class. It's like people yeah. are always trying to fuck with you. Then you start naturally wanting to lash out yourself and start trying to, you know, um, uh, exact some revenge here and there at some people that, that, uh, that, um, get you good, I will say. And so you learn quickly because in, in, the, in my school, I was not, I was not the best athlete. I was not the smartest. I was not the hottest, if you will, either. So the one thing I had was, uh, I, I was, I was just a little bit funnier than most people, which I, I, I also found out during high school, so I had to bully kids back with, you know, verbal insults um, because I knew if I ball whack someone good, they like, you know, split their scrotum good. They probably <laughs> were just going to kick my ass and I didn't want yeah. that to happen. So, um, yeah, always head on a swivel, always, always ready to to. Uh, and gingers experience pain differently. So you really don't want that. Exactly. Uh, we have a higher pain tolerance, so people know I need to go harder on this guy. So, <laughs> yeah. um, Mitch, can, I, yeah. can I ask a, like a framing question? Um, yes. This one. Um, are you uh, with with your military school and your headmaster? Are you ninety five years old? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, <clears throat> every day. I just don't know what what time period you went to high school in, and I just need to understand. <laughs> this was nineteen fifty six. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool, cool, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of rugby. Uh, Yes, they and they actually installed inflatable bumpers, like yeah. like at the drop off area, so all the drunk dads wouldn't wreck their <laughs> their Chryslers when they came in, you know, dropping their kids off. So good, good. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so th th keeping your head on a swivel and also being ready. Unfortunately, too, like another uh, a thing I feel really bad about now, but there was this kid uh, that had transition lenses, 
and I made fun of him like crazy because he because he of was, transition lenses. Yeah, he would fall like they're so they're so bad. And, <laughs> they are, but that's what you latched on. <laughs> well, okay, I mean, like this is one of those things because like, he ball whacked me a couple times and was okay, just like enough, kind of a shithead, and and so I just would always tell him like, how many do you always have two pairs of glasses on you at once? Like I would always ask him that question, and he'd be like, no, they change like based on the light. I'm like. I think you have two pairs. Let me show me, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just, it's, it's that sad thing where it's like you eat or, 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 or you get eaten, you know? So if I was the transitions lens boy, I would have been so furious with that question. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, How you know, dare you? I know. I know. So I'm living in the future and you're making fun of me for it. Even though these are the dorkiest things I could have picked from the optometry place. Yeah, yeah that is, that is awful. It, you know, and I like clearly that kid was lashing out because he didn't have a ton of friends. Like he had his like maybe one or two friends from his certain club. I, th- I think he was like a like a robotics club person. I think is what he did, or maybe it was like the robot, or um, uh, I don't know, just like like a, a bit, bit more of a of the nerdy corner of the of the overall social strata. But and is uh, that the worst you did? I feel like we're about to talk to Robert about being a bully. Is this the worst you did? Was tear someone down for transition lenses? Um, boy, I, no, I'm sure not. I'm sure I was, I'm sure I was mean to someone somewhere. Was it blocked out? Yeah, I, I'm like. You can't cost, uh, yeah, you, there's, you, you were never mean to anyone, right? No, 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 no I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think I was anyone's, I don't think anyone was like, man, Brinkman bullies me. This, I don't, this, is, I, your, I was this is public record. You need to, you need to get this out. If you lie yeah, on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. You're going to um, <laughs> military prison because you went to military school. So I did. That's true. The um, MPs are at your door, <laughs> sir. I the, no, no. I don't. I, I don't think I was. I was. I was not a a, a, a targeting bully by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I'm sure you were a scrotum splitting bully, but not no. by any means. No. No. Um, but you know, I you know, if 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 someone couldn't take a joke though, that was their problem. You know, it wasn't mine. So. Yeah, you don't want to be called, you know what I'm saying. Hey, hey, look out for old Scrot <laughs> Splits Brink. He's coming down the hall. Uh, thank God that wasn't you. <laughs> no. um, yeah. All the, right. No more from you. You need to stop. Yeah, we I'm need done. to hear I'm from done. the I'm real done. bully, yeah, Mr. Robert Kelly. What'd you do? You are uh, the bully. Okay. How are you, the bully, sir? So, like, okay. Here, let, this. Let's start with a. Let's start with a, a, a mantra. Okay. Yep. The concept is hurt people, hurt people. Am I right? Oh sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. I I would have to say um, <laughs> just let's 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 say that let's remember that let's breathe. We're all okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I yes. mean? Yes. Um, I, I I come from a tradition of uh, of bottom fears. Um, I uh, I'm a I, I'm I'm just I was not a boy. Who had a wait, 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 you guys eat ass? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I, I just thought they were tilapia. I didn't know <laughs> what, what was going on. <laughs> well, I'm from the South, so it's catfish, folks. Sorry. <laughs> me. We eat mudfish. Um, <laughs> like, I'm talking about, like, when I start out in, in high school, I'm I'm short. I'm I'm pale. I only eat, uh, uh, like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and a Coke, like, every single oh. day. Um, oh, and 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 I'm in the band. Um, I'm angry and easily provoked. So I oh. there, there's a lot, and and I'm already coming from like a, we we didn't have a lot going for us even before high school. Um, 
So point being that um, in the social strata, I, I've positioned myself in that classic way that you sort of conditioned to as like, I'm a loner, I'm an outsider, I'm a weirdo, like, you know how it is. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the mantra you enter. That's, that's how you, you see yourself and that you hear as me. Um, and so uh, it's, it's sort of like, it, it, it's, it's impossible to perceive that anyone could be of lower social class than me in my own mindset. Sure. Um, but what's, what's happening is that there's sort of like a, like a peer group of these kind of people, right. Who are all just sort of like, Oh, we're, we're together because no one else wants to be around us. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's just, just like you're describing. It's so mean. It's, it's mental torture. It's psychological torture uh, with one another. Cause it feels like, like a jungle mentality of just trying to survive by making mm-hmm. sure that you're above someone else in the pecking order. Yeah. Um, and it feels meaningless to yourself in the moment. It feels like it's, it's both meaningless and meaningful. Um, but th- the thing that solidified this for me and the reason that I wanted to like think about this in terms, this whole top five in terms of like me as a person looking back at that, ch- that child, um, mm-hmm. is like one time I was in a bar, um, call it 10 years ago. Um, and I, was back in town. And so I'm, I'm like, I didn't live in Memphis at the time. And so I came back to town and the thing you do in a bar, when you see people from high school, you don't want to talk to is you say hello to them. You shake their hand, you go away. There was one guy, this one, this one person who, uh, I like held my hand out. He looked at my hand. He looked up at me and then did not acknowledge me. He didn't say anything. And that's the moment where I'm like, Holy shit. I was that guy's bully. I definitely made that person feel like a mo- like I was a monster for that person, and it never occurred to me that I could have had that kind of impact on another person um, until that moment. Wow! So, that's, wow. that's the story, folks. That's okay, so, are the bully. Yeah. So, Mitch described military Catholic Academy, Minnesota. Yes. You're talking somewhere near Memphis. Can you kind of describe the school that you went to? So this is so fascinating. Um, uh, this is, we'll name this. This is Christian Brothers High School in uh, in Memphis. It's a Catholic high school. Um, what's so interesting is we're like this, like the third most expensive private school for boys. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's like plenty of like new money and like people who uh, like they want to send, they've got like legacies and they're uh, people who've been in Memphis business forever. And so they've like accrued um, social cachet and uh, like a little bit of like life capital, what have you, but it's still like Mm -hmm. a pretty trashy school. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Cause it's still the South. And so you've got all these, like these like wannabe Southern boys who are like, we're going to go mud and like drink in a field and like bring our like trucks driving around. So it's such a weird, like trashy group of people, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just Memphis in general. Like Memphis is not, yeah. not a, not a town with like a, like a Southern gentry in the way that, uh, that other places wow. might. So yeah, real rough and tumble group. Um, I was, guess. What, was this school a, like a, like a, a stretch at all for your family? Was this like, you understood that like you were getting a better opportunity than what maybe normally would very happen. Brought. Um, it was like imply, I am one of those legacies, right? Like my, my father and my uh, grandfather went to this school. And so it was oh, just implied. And let me tell you, about oh, it. not a legacy I in the see. sense okay. that like I, it was my legacy that allowed me to go to the school. This was a, if you can get yeah. the money, you can go. Yeah. But I'm also, I've lived 
a, a life full of like my family were or were uh, not blue collar, but like not not making a ton of money. So like, yeah, it was definitely yeah. not uh, an afterthought to pay for tuition for a place like this. Okay. Um, okay. And, and we, I tended to gravitate towards people like myself who were just sort of like their parents were kind of scraping it together uh, yeah. and, and making sure that they could go. Cause there was another group of people who were like, uh, uh, like uh, the, the classic was um, the son of uh, the founder of FedEx was in our class briefly. Ooh, um, boy, was he a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the most wealthy ones almost always are, yeah. Or or you find out they're just deeply, deeply strange, uh, and not always in a good way. Um, that that so. boy, fascinating. Um, that he like uh, like many dilettantes before him, um, tried to have a movie career. Uh, it was just sort of like put into movies <laughs> because his dad's rich, um, yeah. and so like he's in My Dog Skip um, and <laughs> The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Um, <laughs> As sort of like a like a one line background actor, it's really fast, fabulous kind of kind of person. <laughs> oh my gosh! So going that, from the school and going back to the future to this moment in the bar, yes. Where do you have any recognition of this man and anything that you may or may not oh, have done to him? Relentlessly mean to this person because he was like, I'm not going to say a full name, but like, yeah. His name was Pedro, and so his name was Gaydro. Like, come, give me a like. It sucks. <laughs> like, it's stupid things. Like, yeah, uh, but yeah. but it's just like a, it, like he's he was also a person who struggled in school and struggled with social like awkwardness and like no hard feelings against that guy. But it was like one of those things where it's just there. Like, it, it was it was easy to acquire a better social status by punching down to people who. Like it was generally accepted that this person is like less than right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's it's not. This is one guy that I'm thinking of, but obviously, like, it, there's not like one person who's on the bottom that everybody eats alive. It's just like yeah. everybody sort of takes turns, including myself, being the person who gets eaten alive. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. This yeah. is a tough one. This is a tough one here. I feel like uh, you were the better bully here, Robert. So I feel like this is kind of where you may have to win. Oh but what's making you win is that you recognized it later and you became a better person for it, I hope. Mm -hmm. Did uh, you? I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You will win the three points for this stare down. Gives me so much pleasure to give Mitch zero. Oh. Um, <laughs> but we got to go back up to the top now to get Robert's number five. Sure. Uh, my number five, uh, we should, I wanted to ease into the hot tub here um, uh, number, <laughs> and, 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 and save the, uh, the deep introspection for later. But here we go. Um, we're starting number five for me was how to eat from a vending machine. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. So uh, the, the story being here that we did not have hot meals, period, at the school. They did not serve food to you at all. Wait, wait, what? Wow. No. Huh? At lunch, you either brought your own lunch or there was a gauntlet of vending machines that you could purchase food from. Um, and it is everything from a uh, the uh, like a rotating uh, packaged hamburgers that you and then after you get past the, the vending machines, there's another gauntlet of microwaves that you go and you heat up your horrible garbage food. Um, and so, but, but in addition to the classics, you also had, um, the, the ice cream, uh, maker, yeah. the ice cream machine, and then the pièce de resistance, the ordinary mm. French fry machine, which made, wait, oh, wait, 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 was this, 
fried french fries for you. So you hit a button, it drops, order fries, and it comes, oh, oh my yes. god. I, I was feeling very bad for you for a little bit, but now I'm oh, yes. very, as high school that, mission, very jealous. That is what they paid for. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Orida machine. <laughs> so... <laughs> This this must this this must have been a profit play, right, for Christian Brothers Academy. I mean, this yeah. is way better than having to cook yeah. food from somewhat scratch there's every no day. Food allowance? They didn't. We didn't. Yeah. They, we didn't like pay. None, none of our tuition went towards subsidizing the food that we were eating. We just <laughs> no one was regulating what we were eating. So we could <laughs> yeah. stuff whatever garbage we wanted to into our mouths. So. That's You're great. all men here. You must learn how to eat a nutritious <laughs> meal on yourself. Yeah. Do not eat too many fries. <laughs> that was my favorite thing. I'm like, you know, it'd be a game day for football players, and the and the lunch special would have been like the haystack, which was just a pile of waffle fries with nacho cheese and like ground beef, and you know, like three chunks of tomatoes, and they all just eat a giant pile of fries, and you know, you then, will carbolo. Yeah, and just <laughs> be fine for the for the football game. It was, you know. Yeah. I, I, oh so did, did you – so you didn't – you stopped bringing the, the PB&J and Coke, I'm guessing, by later on in high yes, school. because I, I eventually was, was uh, like, essentially grabbed by the face and being like, Robert, you're going to leave this house eventually, and you're going to have to learn how to eat food. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> mommy's not going to make you a peanut butter jelly sandwich every day. Um, and Robert makes himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich a lot these days, but um, yeah. I do eat food now. And so I did graduate to eating, like, essentially just the same microwaved chicken sandwich every day <laughs> um, instead. Mm. At least there's more protein than half of a sandwich of peanut butter. Yum, yum. So good, good for you. <laughs> yum, yum. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, I'm going to try and pry some names out of you folks. Is anybody, any teacher specifically meant to look over the cafeteria during these times? Ooh. At, uh, at St. Thomas Academy, we had uh, Mr. Klein was his name, and he had, uh, uh, you know, thinning hair, widow's peak, um, uh, uh, like like just, just, the, um, just the lens kind of glasses, like no frames or whatever. And he uh, he always gelled his hair, so it's kind of like it was yeah. like a shark's fin, kind of. I remember that. And he was very very serious and very intense with everyone except the football players, who he was just like, ah, you guys are the best. I love you. Uh, <laughs> like he, like he just he so desperately wanted to be head coach of the football team, but he was, I think, the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. But you could tell he just just was waiting and waiting. And then yep. the head coach got fired my junior year, and they brought in a different head yes. coach. And yes, yeah, Mr. Klein got boom stamped down again. <laughs> but the the best lunch uh, uh, session ever. He left to go bring like a sick freshman to the office, and someone threw a bag of chips at someone, and then someone threw like probably you know some haystack cheese fries, and then someone goes, "Mr. Klein isn't here." Let's fucking vote! And literally everyone <laughs> threw food. Three quarters of the people in a packed lunchroom threw their food, and then someone ran out as a spotter, saw Mr. Klein coming, and someone was, you know, he's coming back! We all stopped, and Mr. Klein comes back, and he just goes, what the fuck happened? God damn it! But we all did it, so no one got in trouble, so, and yeah, it was it was amazing. It was completely uh, uh, un... un um, Un- unrequited uh, food fight, so it was great. Or, Beautiful. Yeah. Unrequited. So, can't punish the crowd. No. Yeah. That's not right. Un- yeah. 
Unpunished. There we go. Unpunished. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Unpunished. Unpunished. So. All right. Our, I will say our uh, our lunch person was uh, Brother Robert O'Kane, um, mm. who who ruled the lunchroom with an iron fist, um, uh, and and has actually become one of my uh, favorite human beings, especially on Facebook. He constantly he loves to tell me like, "Oh, you're the craziest person I've ever met, Robert." And like, very. Good <laughs> <laughs> into it well, well Robert I was going to give you two points for your number five but O'Kane is objectively funnier than Klein so you're going to get three mm-hmm. points mm-hmm. for your number five as we go back to Mitch for his number four what do you have sir yeah my number four is is quite simply uh, I learned here that that you're you're more capable you're capable of more than what you think you are um, and this I learned through first and foremost the the most proud I've ever been on a project in um, in high school, actually, honestly, probably college too. Maybe, maybe a couple things in college, but, um, my friend and I, we did this, this baseball documentary about baseball in Minnesota before and after the civil war. So we literally went to the historical society, found newspaper clippings and box scores from pre and post civil war and analyzed like the players and the stats and like read articles to see what the effect, like essentially how much did the civil war kill baseball? Um, cause you know, a lot of dudes died in civil war. Um, didn't know that. Um, maybe not, who knows? Um, but well, uh, Mr. Historian, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to take another trip back to the, uh, also, some other things. <laughs> a lot of guys died in world war one as well. So yeah. Um, that is but, true. Correct. But so w- we did this documentary, so we were blending, you know, like, like, you know, uh, like Franklin O'Houlihan from, from the, from the 19th century and then Kirby Puckett from the 20th century in this documentary of like, you know, just think Ken Burns, uh, but with my voice as the voiceover and we got well, somehow slower. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a, little, a little slower, not as good, a little more nasally, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, yep. instead of, instead of Peter Coyote, that's the voiceover for the Ken Burns documentaries. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, uh, we got a, a one fifteen out of one fifteen, a perfect oh, score in our project. Beautiful. This is for AP us history. Our teacher, Mr. Hoverson, was famously a great teacher, but a very tough teacher. He, uh, Doug Hoverson, expected the best out of you. Um, and he also was the coach of the quiz bowl and the speech team. So he was a very verbose, intelligent man. And we had the highest score. We had the only perfect score in the entire grade. And me and Dan Vatterot, my partner, were standing in his locker one day talking about it, being like, this is like, way to go. Like, we fucking did it. We spent... Every Saturday for like two months straight at the at the History Society, we put our time in, and that day we're staying next with Locker, um, Carl Forsberg, our valedictorian, who then went on to Yale, graduated in three years, and now like writes papers for the Department of War. Uh, very very Boom. intelligent guy. So a failure yes. came by and was and literally was like, I heard you guys got a perfect score. Like I think that's very unfair. My project on whatever like the White Fleet, some British not a naval fleet was much better and yeah. clearly clearly I did better research and like literally just said fuck you guys and then walked away and we're like well we pissed off Carl Forsberg so that's good I guess that's a <laughs> that's a plus and I was what like a I did person I know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also like played the French horn and was on the school oh. team and just like yeah he just he he did it all and also he affected a British accent even though his parents were from Minnesota. He had like a slight oh, oh. hello like hello like that kind of yeah, um, Carl was a Ugh. was a piece of work. Um, I know I what? just said I learned a lesson about bullying, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he famously at the senior campout in front of the the high school uh, in front of the school that's 
the night before our last day, he brought in his backpack a bottle of wine and a wine glass while everyone else was like drinking beer. And we're like, of course you did, Carl. Mm. So, yeah. Um, and his name was Carl. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also we, we disassembled and reassembled an entire play structure and then laid out sod as well in the court, like in, in our like formation court inside the building. Um, mm. We didn't think we, we'd be able to do that. We did that in one night in four hours. We brought it like midnight to 4 a.m. We, we, it was our senior prank. Never thought we could pull that off. We did. We were very capable young men. Um, and then lastly, this is my favorite named teacher of my entire um, high school career, R- a sophomore religion teacher, Dr. Austin Rock Castle. Um, Fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a point. Yes. That's a point. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A head bigger than mine, enormous forehead. Um, he, he meant so well, but he had no idea how to control 15-year-old boys. And um, he, he had mentioned during class one time that he liked root beer floats. And so my friends and I in the class said, one day, let's just bring in root beer floats mm-hmm. and we're just going to make floats. And we brought it in and we just started making them. And he said, no, you guys, you can't, you can't do this. We have to work today. We have, we've got learning to do. And we just, we just didn't, we Port pretended like he wasn't listening. Mm-hmm. And we just kept <sighs> making them and passing them out. And then we gave him one. He's like, no, I'm not going to drink. No, guys. Throw these all out. Yay. Throw it out. Like just giving us, you know, d- yeah. demands. And then guess what? We, we, we just said, just, just try it. Try it. Just try it, doctor. Do- come on, Austin. Just try it. We used to call him Austin too, just to <laughs> really just, twist just needle him some more instead of doctor. Uh, and, uh, and then he, then he drank it and he, and he seated and he's like, okay, yeah, we'll he have, calmed down. We'll, we'll have rope your floats. <laughs> and he just, daddy, allowed- got his, daddy got his medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> What, what kind of root beer flow would it what, what could have, what laid him low that was so good about this? Use mug? Um, I don't, I use either that or Barks probably, but it was just like, you know, I don't know, of regular brand vanilla ice cream. It was nothing special, but like, he just kept telling us no, and we just pretended like he wasn't talking mm. and just kept making them, and yeah. What a uh, bunch of little shits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably talked uh, about that in group afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I slipped up today. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, the foam. Oh, I let it melt. Oh, sorry. And, and then it, I parked. <laughs> shame for shame. It was. It was. It was kind of sad too because he was one of the few people who had a doctorate in Thomas Aquinas philosophy, but he was teaching sophomore religion. Oh, yeah. So like he had way uh. too much education for what you know, he needs to do to just, so why wouldn't the man welcome a float? I think, you know, he, he was trying to assert himself in the classroom. Uh, well, but mistake yeah. number one, if you're not already doing something you don't want to do, just give in me. Mm-hmm. I know. You're not going to change your pay. Right. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. He, he only lasted a year. So yeah, <laughs> well, that'll do it. Yeah. So yeah, for having a shitty resume there at, uh, at your school, but uh, for the great name, you're going to get your extra point. Thank you very much. You're going to get four points for this round. Mitch. That was, that was really good. Yeah. I like that. Um, I'm going to head back over to Robert for his number four. I'm worried about this yeah. one. What do you, what, what do you got here? Number four uh, for me, the thing I learned was gay panic. Um, oh boy. I, really, uh, I, I feel like if, if I'm answering the question of like what it was like to be at an all boys high school, especially in the turn of the 21st century. Um, like there's really nothing that, that sums it up better than the fear that any of like a, like a scarlet letter 
uh, that anyone at the school could be gay, but also mm-hmm. beyond that, just sort of the homoeroticism of being around only men all the time. Um, this yeah. one, I just, I feel, um, that there's not even like, like I, I sort of unwind all of the, like the, the, the ball t- tapping that Mitch was talking about, like mm-hmm. the touching penises, the drawing of penises, the looking at penises, Ugh. you know, yeah. the, the concern about, um, uh, just, just sort of like proving yourself as a man. Um, it just, and, and what's, what's so wonderful about this, what's so sumptuous about thinking about this in, in, in the, the retrospect, um, mm-hmm. is how fake all of it is. Uh, like one thing I yeah. considered, um, as, as a, as a number, as a top five here was like that none of this matters, but also that everything matters. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, that, that it's, it's like, it, you're, you're talking about 14 year olds who are trying to impress other 14 year olds and so <laughs> on and so forth. Uh, and their conception of what is meaningful and what a man is, um, and what a man isn't. Um, it's sort of being tested and built every single day in this sort of like crazy, toxic, angry environment full of other men, including the teachers. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. um, the 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 requirements to sort of prove that yourself, that you are like the conception of a masculine man um, constantly, just being constantly uh, uh, assaulted with that concept um, is, is what I mean by gay panic in this. That's, but it's something mm-hmm. that sort of like you unwind for years afterwards. And I can say with admission um, that until probably age 19, I was like a George W. Bush is the president Republican. Like, ooh, ooh oh. did I love being Catholic and being a Republican. Oh, um, Robert, much, you've never told oh, me this before. Oh, it's a dark oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. good thing. Good thing. Not a lot of people listen to this podcast. Oh, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Later on, I worked in Tennessee politics um, and there was um, this one from one meaningless person to another, someone tried to character assassinate me by being like, this guy's a Republican. And I'm like, not, but also. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've, uh, I, I've had a lot of like uh, deprogramming that's happened in my adult life. Um, that, that I, I sort of the formative years of, te- of teenagerhood, um, happening at, the, at an all boys school is, is definitely what, what's a part of that. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's we heavy. got deep there. Yeah. <laughs> we got real, real heavy there. Sorry. This is a comedy oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we can also, we also get deep. Yeah. Also get yeah. Real deep. Mitch, you look like you had a follow up there. Well, I, I was, I was curious if, uh, like what were the, at your school, what was like the, the, um, the, the, the top of the mountain, style student like who were the who were the top dogs in your class um i think that quite honestly like there are the football players but i would say that the wrestlers were like um the people who who had the best like unimpeachable uh cultural cachet um sure since that they were the guys who were like you like the the football guys were kind of like whatever um, they're, they're, they were like regular old jocks, but I feel like the, the wrestlers were like more likely to be in the honors classes, but still have okay. to be like, they, they can be the boys that could still party, 
but like be smart. Like there was a constant, like, like a rugged individualism to, to wrestling that you don't mm. get with like a football. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That, interesting. That, that's interesting. So I, I was curious because at my school, being a football player didn't guarantee you anything. It was um, yeah. a strange, even though it was a very, like a lot of people played football, like, you know, whatever it was just, there was a strange club called the crack drill squad. And it was a precision rifle team where they would flip mm. the rifles yes. and it was like 12 guys, I think. And basically like you could get on it your sophomore year. If like your older brother was on it recently, or you were popular with like in, in this weird sect of whatever um, popular kid group. Uh, but they also had like, they were much more open with their homoeroticism as well. Like mm. there's, I, I didn't hang out with those kids cause they were, they were, not very much fun uh, and simple-minded in general, most of them. Um, also, actually, the irony is they're, they're terrible shots. <laughs> <laughs> so many died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, I, yeah, uh, kudos. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, you know, I'd hear from, from, like, one of the couple of them that I actually talked to, like, they would get drunk and, you know, like get naked all the time. And like, they, they'd always be like walking down the hallways with their arms around each other. And so it was like showing that like physical affection, like wasn't, wasn't out of bounds. But then, you know, like if I, if I told every single person I heard use the word gay in a derogatory way, it, that would be like three quarters of my day. And it was like, it, like when people yeah. really hit it hard, you'd be like, okay, come on, hold on. No guys, stop. But it was like every time it was used, it would be like you would spend your whole day doing it. And so like th these kids still did that. But to to um, illustrate like the the sort of the this group very well, one of the guys I just saw in my yearbook had a quote and said, I learned more in crack drill than I ever learned in a classroom. Um, and <laughs> he was a dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Bit wood stick that make boom, boom, spin. <laughs> Fast, that means better than math. Was he, where yeah. was he on January 6th of 2020? Uh, he was, I think he, he, he was driving, he was the medic for the, for the Stormers. Sweet. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so. Um, <laughs> the Stormers medic? <laughs> like you're not even actually doing the instructing. You're there in case anyone gets a boo-boo. He can't shoot. We just established that. Yeah, he cannot shoot. Cannot shoot. And that's just it. Is he guilty then? Did he really go? He was just on standby yeah. to put band-aids. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, just on standby. So, Oh, but, man. We we went in a lot of circles there, folks. But that yeah. was fantastic. Uh, for bringing us to a deep place, I'm going to give you three points. Right. But I got to take the Republican tax. Yeah. So you're going down to two. All right. Moving on to Mitch. <laughs> Uh, the stare down <laughs> went to Robert for his three points for number three. So Mitch, you need to reveal your number three. Yeah. So my number three is get yourself a thick skin. Um, and this also on top of that is like, don't, don't waste time and blood pressure on worrying about um, people talking shit about you or like getting, you know, too enraged about it. Cause as you said, hurt people, hurt people. Mm. Um, and Whoever it's one of my, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and th this <laughs> this this also one of my least favorite reality TV show tropes is people always getting angry because people disrespect them. You know, they're like, they are not respecting me. And you're like, who gives a fuck if that fuckhead respects you? Like, just do your thing. Um, but like they, you know, there are things that happen in high school that people never forget. You know, it's like like if certain things happen, never get. In the back of the of the yearbook, there's just one whole page of things 
kind of like we'll never forget. Mm. And like some of the things are still like one of them happened the second week of freshman year. It made it. It was like one of the first things mentioned in the yearbook. You know, uh, Devlomnik fell into a fire at the freshman bonfire. He was trying to jump over it. He tripped. He fell into it. He almost burned himself. To but be fair, no one was worried. No one was worried about his safety. They just were like, "Wow, you're an idiot! You you fell in the fire." So um, yeah, that makes the yearbook for sure. He, he yeah. could have had a whole page devoted to him if he well that made it out of the fire. You know? Well, that's true. <laughs> well, he also his nickname was Gerber Baby because he looked like an actual Gerber Aww. Baby. He was yeah, he was um, so not yeah. after the fire. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that, I think after the fire with like a, like an overcooked sweet potato. Maybe. <laughs> but see, but see, like this is the thing. I but my name here on the chat today is Sergeant First Class Frotch. People called me Fire Crotch or Frotch all four years. And at first, I was like, "Hey guys, that's really mean. I'm really annoyed by it." Then you realize. They're actually talking thing. to you, and it's yeah. just it's it's really it's really just it's so sad though too. You're like, well, they actually they remember me, right? Like, I, mm. they were they know who Frotch mm. is. Someone says Frotch or Firecrotch, they think I was. See, I was not the only redhead in the grade either, mm. but I was the only Firecrotch. So, in a f- strange, fucked up, twisted way, that put me at the number one ranking of all the redheads in the class, which is so sad because. It doesn't mean anything either, but for whatever reason, I was people's favorite redhead. So there's nothing quite like being the top of the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! Uh, but yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, and you know, it like it, it it happens all the time. The people who react the most get the most shit, right? If you just don't react, people get bored and they go away. And yeah, <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. That was- yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, I just I, – I figured out early on, especially, too, because I was coming from a different um, uh, economic stratosphere than most kids. I was one of the few Democrats that was, like, loud and proud about it at the school. And so it was like I always got shit from other people all the time. But eventually you figure out, you know, maybe a, a common bond, a bridge or something. Um, and, like, eventually it will turn the other way and, you know – uh, if it continues and you just know that person's just a true asshole, you know, and then you don't want to talk to him anyway. Um, but one of the most interesting relationships I think I had in high school after thinking about this was this kid named Dominic Saletti. And he was um, he had like a, his first car was a white Cadillac Escalade XL, like brand new with like rims and everything. Um he had an enormous house so big, like, you know, he wouldn't have to see his parents for a whole week if he didn't need to, you know, didn't want to or whatever. And he was also, uh, also very overweight and also, uh, in the closet at the time and also very, very, very Republican. And, but for whatever reason, I either had a lot of classes with him or he just like wanted to be my friend, but he, I, I ended up spending a lot of time with him somehow in high school. I don't remember if we had a lot of class or exactly why or how it happened, but it was like a constant fight with him of, you know, red versus blue, rich versus poor, that kind of thing. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I, I wish I had more insight, had more memories of this, but I ended up spending way more time with the kid than what I wanted to. But it always, when it was just me and him somewhere, he always was much nicer to me than like, and you like, you know, understanding he's just like 
a neglected child at heart because his parents just like threw money at the problem, basically. And constantly in an internal struggle everywhere he goes. Maybe that was part of it. I mean, yeah, that, that too, you know, and like Mm. post, post high school, he wouldn't join, I think it was the Marines or the, or the army Rangers. And like, you know, now he's some ripped up stud somewhere, uh, last I heard. So I hope he's living his best life. I'm, you know, um, but, uh, like, like those kind of things were like, if you don't let it get to you, sometimes hopefully it'll like turn a corner and, you know, you can find, you can find some, some positives to the situation um, and just, you know, realizing that most people are just, you know, lashing out because they themselves are trying to trying to get ahead in the rankings, you know? Um, but uh, yeah. What a, what a classic upper middle class to rip stud story. <laughs> right. <I> mean, <laughs> dude, he wasn't upper middle class. This dude was, uh, this dude was like the, his, I think his dad was like the richest dentist in Minnesota or something like, yeah, just, Absolutely filthy, filthy, filthy rich. So yeah, oh, kind of dentistry did he do? Uh, I'm assuming it was like cosmetic. I yeah, don't know. W- 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 whatever you get the most money out of. And he was like the head of the dental associate, or he was the president of the dental association. And and well, and you know my my bitter um, uh, rivalry with the dentist uh, community. Yes. Right? Oh yes, yeah. Oh, I know. Yes. Yes. Because you were you worked for the the hygienists. So yes. yeah. I was I was on Who, team dental hygiene hygienists the, because they do the most work, just like nurses I, in yes. the hospital. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you do eighty uh, percent of the work for like eighty percent less pay? <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mitch, you're getting three points for that. Again, you brought us deep. All right. Uh, Robert, your number two. Number two. Okay. Uh, my number two thing that I learned uh, at an old boys school is serial monogamy. Ooh. Yes. Um, I. Uh, this could be. Uh, this is wrapped up in uh, sort of everything about me. Because um, it's like you, you try and you try and figure out who who you are, right? And then like mm-hmm. you get enough of a grain of like identity about yourself. Right. And then you can start building on that and become a person that other people want to be around. Right. Um, part of that for me in high school was, um, theater. Um, and so did, did plays in high school, which turns out to be for a person who like has no like discernible social life. Um, the, the only place that you meet girls, um, is Mm. in, is the, the all boys school. What we, we did was we sort of, traded women with the all girls school um they would come audition for our plays when we had plays that had female parts and things like that um uh, but but this all to illustrate that um women were hard to find <laughs> <laughs> um and so i i can only describe my adolescent dating as like chain smoking girlfriends um, <laughs> Because it's it's like um, I would it, the the time that I would potentially spend alone and single was so onerous that I couldn't I couldn't even fathom not dating someone and so I was constantly like I I mean like I'm talking my first girlfriend um, we dated and it was wonderful wonderful person we had a nice time together but sure sure like I had it in my head that um, there was this other girl that liked me and I was more interested in her. And I just like flat out for no particular reason, broke up with my first girlfriend to start dating this other person who we went on one date, did not 
uh, go anywhere. It turns out not only was she gay, but her friend who I took to prom was also gay. And there are other, like, it's just, I went through, there were several people that I had crushes on who like were not interested. At all. Mm. Um, but then, I mean, like I'm talking, I, I had a long distance Minnesota girlfriends. She went to Crete and Durham hall. Oh, um, that was her arch rival oh, high school oh, actually. Yes. Um, oh my God. Which, small world. Yes. Um, uh, I believe. What was your name? Oh, are we gonna do this? No, we're not. No, sorry, sorry, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I know everyone in St. Paul. I'm the king of St. Paul. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Um, the, uh, she, which, which one is it, by the way? Is it Durham Hall or is it Creighton that was a military school before they merged? One of them was an all boys military school. Creighton uh, was the boys, Durham Hall was the girls. And it, and apparently, I've, I've been told, I was told by my friends that went there that, um, the day that they merged into a, a co ed school, the trustees of Creighton, uh, lost their fucking minds. Like the men uh, were like, this was a man's school and you cannot possibly put women in here. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm talking like, good Lord. Uh, but you know, I, so I date a lot, like for the sake of dating someone, essentially, I was dating someone long distance because I'm also Catholic. And so obviously I need to yeah. be on a, a quick and strong path to marriage as soon mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. So I date her and then we both go to college together. We break up. I start dating someone in college immediately. I'm then she breaks up with me because it was a nightmare of a relationship. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, but, but I sort of like was became, it became clear to me that I must be dating as much as possible constantly, but dating one person. Um, and, and it's just me for, for forever because of uh, the, the lack of women, I think is, is a, is a serious contributor here. Interesting. For sure. Yeah. I, 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 I was going to say the, the, I could see like the, 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 the Catholicness or the, I guess in general too, like everyone loves to get a girlfriend in high school too, oh, if yes. you can. Uh, it's, it's real great. Um, so Roberts was plays. What was your like co-mingled with the girls school activities? Um, ours, the, there were a couple of classes that you would share and you, you could, it was like a five, 10 minute walk over to the all girls school, literally across the street okay. and like down a woodsy path. Um, and, uh, oh, the woodsy path. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The visitation was famously the, the girls were much higher class than the boys. So it was like, it was a lot of people dated just from other, like other schools or whatever. Uh, cause the Viz girls were all much smarter and just, just better <laughs> than us. Just not as much as shitheads and just, just ass, assholes and whatnot. Uh, but I, I did senior, senior choir over at Viz and it was like the senior choir of, of, a choir of people who can't sing. It was just like, we want, we just want to have like a late Friday, you know, yeah. or a late, late day class where we could skip it if need be, or, or go over and that poor teacher who just took that for the stipend. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> she told us, she's like, after like the first, also it was spring too. So it was getting warm. Yeah, and people no were like, cares. we want to no get the fuck out of here. She told us, she goes, guys, just at least come to three days a week. That's all I'm asking. So <laughs> she literally <laughs> told us that. We're Bargained. Like, all right, cool. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, so we would see some girls then and, um, they had, they, they did their level best to get as many mixed, um, you know, like events with the girls and stuff. But also gold, gold mine for me for meeting people was working at an ice cream shop in high school. There's no better place, uh, mm -hmm. to make friends or, or, you know, give free ice cream to people that you have a crush on. So, um, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can, can I ask if the woodsy path was regularly patrolled by uh, your wizard teachers or whatever it is? <laughs> your school? I shit you not. Visitation had peacocks on their grounds. So if anything 
bat is going down, the peacocks would would squeal and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would snitch birds. Yes, the (laughs) fucking snitch birds on visitations. Yeah, uh, grounds. But yeah, I don't. I I think maybe one teacher would stand out there during a big passing time. But yeah, there 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 really wasn't. There was no supervision. You could honestly just leave school and say, I'd go to class and just leave if you wanted to. That was <laughs> like, no, no one really, it was open campus too. So you could leave and go get lunch and stuff. So yeah, but they gave you too much freedom, Mitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of that freedom, what, what is your number two here, sir? Oh yeah. My number two is um, don't live in the past. And so just illustrate that I'm going to read out of my yearbook here real quick. Um <laughs> This that is, is my, the worst advice for this entire podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> all we do. Is <laughs> <clears throat> this is my these are my senior notes that go along with my with my uh, my picture of me in my um, military uniform. Uh, can you show us the picture? Oh yeah, sure. I can show you this here. This is Please, me right here. Uh, Gotta give a little taste to the people who are watching the video. Oh, Look at that guy right there. You yeah. guys are seeing a very pale, reflective, well white balanced stud. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a tie and uniform with a perfectly arms crossed. Yep. Wow, what a pose. Yep, I have a yep, the military uniform. I have my all my medals on there from riflery and academics and key club and citation, which is the magazine. Um, but uh, I was a first sergeant, so that was my rank when I ended uh, senior year. But um, you, you always start with your nicknames. So here here are my n- nicknames here. Brink, Mitchapalooza, Brinks, Red Devil, Fire Crotch, Fire, Red Hot, Brink Dizzle. And then these were nicknames that I made up for myself that no one actually, ever actually called me. I was just trying to make myself seem cooler. <laughs> Cash, Georgetown, Brink Dog. So, <laughs> so they printed fire. I can't believe that. <laughs> yep. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah, there was. That, how, how many people's heads did that just go right over? <laughs> There's I'm, no way they knew what that was. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure a lot. And then just, you know, lots of notes about like. Um, uh, 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 thanks to all the guys from STL at St. Luke's. Good luck to y'all in college. Don't party too hardy. You know, just giving some advice there as an 18 year old. Nice. Special thanks to all the fellas throughout my STA career. <laughs> you know who you are. You know, that, that's the a nice fellas, note. Yeah. Um, yep. This one I like about uh, a, a friend of ours, Nick Dupre, who was good at guitar and liked to sing for people. Um, Cowboy hat plus aviators plus guitar equals yuck because he did that for a talent show. Um, so yeah. <laughs> and now and now Nick Dupre builds uh, products for NPR and is like a musical does really cool work for them. So That's very nice. Nick is oh thank God you guys tore him down. In high I know right yeah so yeah. Um, but uh, but the, the the biggest problem though here honestly and Robert it sounds like you you might have been part of the problem at christian brothers is the school was so obsessed with the tradition and what happened before and like this is what we were allowed to do prior so we should be still allowed to do this now um and again to like the uh, certain students given special privileges because their fathers or their older brothers or whatever it was had gone to the school so like literally one of our students his father and his and his grandfather and his older brother went there and so he literally got in a fist fight with a teacher and punched a teacher and uh was not oh was not suspended uh because what? his father was best friends with the headmaster and they played football together at northwestern yeah and so mm. like there was just different classes built into the to the social structure of the school wow um and you know also uh there's 
at St. Thomas, there is a, 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 a rich history of, you know, white dumb. And, um, and every year we had this, this, uh, they crowned the, um, cadet colonel. So the highest ranking kid in the senior class. And it's just before Thanksgiving. Everyone comes in their dressiest military uniforms. Uh, the, the headmaster holds out a saber in front of four kids and does like a, Oh, who's going to get it of these four. Oh, and then they, and they crown the cadet colonel. And my senior year, uh, Nate Walker gets crowned cadet colonel. And, uh, then the priest comes up and says, let's do a prayer to bless the cadet colonel and like pray for good leadership in the coming year. And the teach and the, and the priest is like, so everyone raise your right hands over the cadet colonel. So we're all in military uniforms, <laughs> right hands up, seeing Heil, seeing Heil motion. And we're doing a prayer. And at that ceremony, also local news always shows up. They, they take footage of the event. So somewhere on local news that night, there was footage of, 500 young white men in military uniforms just arms raised yeah uh yeah so that kind of stuff where you're like maybe we could change some of this Mm -hmm. and uh you know maybe we can modernize again the idea of what it means to be uh, a man in this in this case and like maybe hold people accountable on it on an equitable level like you know just everywhere and so yeah um that's my that's my number two so um, thanks for letting me live in the well, past a little bit. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Would you mind, uh, you, are you being hyperbolic or were there no not white people at your high school? Of the, okay, so my, my class was a hundred. Yeah. And we had, um, two, two kids that were not white. Um, wow. yeah, yeah. Martin and Dallas, 2%. they were, they were, uh, actually people used to, I can't remember what they call us. But they joked cause I would hang out with Martin who was Korean Dallas, who was African American. And then other friend, Eric was like blonde haired, blue eyed, like mm. white as the snow German. And so like, I think, you know, something like, Oh, there's the Neapolitan crew or what. I don't know. People used to call us that cause it was like the most diverse group of students together in our class. So yeah, there was very, very, very few and sadly also the trend was often a freshman class like 125 or something and it would normally like 25 percent attrition and a lot of times it would be the the the, the non-white kids that would be leaving early that's that's kind of what happened of yeah course. yeah 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 yuck. Yeah. Yuck, yuck. so not uh, great. well for the phrase uh chain smoking girlfriends and for <laughs> Trying to call yourself cash and the slight <laughs> neo-Nazism, you're both only getting two points. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, we will go. Let's go to Robert first for his number one to take us home here. Um, let's sum it up, folks. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, uh, the take a seat. Take a summit. seat. Listen to the little summit. Summit. We're going to wrap and sit backwards in the chair. Yep. Um <laughs> I I think that like um, especially if I'm thinking about this as as an an old man um, looking back on what high school actually taught me, um, the phrase is "cool is contextual." Um, okay, very it's nice. Cool, cool is context, man. Um, it's like um, the awakening was like it, it's especially so beautiful when you can leave the context of the place that you are something to some people and become nothing, something new to other people. Um, and I say this, um, the way that this sort of comes out, like 
Catholic high school, right? The reason I had a, um, a, a girlfriend from Minnesota was because there was a group of us that did this like high school youth group. It was like sponsored by the school and it was supposed to be this mm-hmm. like service organization. And what, what would happen was that every year we would go to a thing called the gathering and the gathering would be at a different school. <laughs> oh yes. How nice. Um, <laughs> the a school, uh, in the, in, in somewhere in the Midwest, uh, which we were apparently a part of. So from Memphis okay. all the way up, we had Minnesota, we had Missouri, etc. Plenty of, of whites um, to go. To go <laughs> um, was this just like a meat market, basically? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. There was okay. there was one other uh, all boys school. It was Christian Brothers College in uh, in St. Louis, uh, and they were uh, in some ways rivals. But the point of this is, in fact, that like we came and we were like uh, a group that had a reputation as being interesting and fun and wild and cool. Um, Mm. And nobody was there to tell anyone that that was wrong, that that was a lie. Yeah. (laughs) And so we had, we had a, a like a refuge. Um, And I'm talking very early on because I started going to this um, in between freshman and sophomore year, um, a, a place where there were people who repeatedly we could come back to and they were like, thank God the Memphis boys are here because they really know how to party. Um, and that wasn't true. Uh, except that it was right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's a lesson that I've carried, uh, for in perpetuity is that it's like, you can make you, you can make yourself what you want to make yourself. Um, mm-hmm. and that you don't have to, just like you're talking about, like living in the past, like you don't have to be beset by the demons of, of what other people think about you. You can make like, like a narrative for yourself. Um, and like, that's not universally true. You're still yeah. yourself, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. only carry yourself as far as you can carry yourself. But, yeah. um, if you have like sort of some sort of innate, like spark, um, that you can be a better version of yourself and like be a different and, and a cool person, whatever it is. Like you can be cool to people and not worry about the people who don't like you. <laughs> yeah. So that's my number one. And it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that is a very valid lesson. Yeah. Mitch, are you, how are you going to tackle that one? There's, I am, how are you going to be more philosophical and better than that with your number one? Mine, mine kind of, I guess, could fit it kind of in the same oddly shaped box a bit. My, my number one is defend your positions. I guess your position could be, in this case, I was thinking more so like, you know, just your, like your core foundational beliefs. Um, and, and that absolutely, that absolutely would spill over into social situations too. But again, as I mentioned, uh, a, a high school just lousy with with terrible Republicans who you know um, think that they've they've uh, built all these things on their own and they got help from no one and they're smarter and mm. more intelligent and you know deserve everything they have and actually they need more and they don't have enough and they need more and they want more. Um, I'm waiting for the lie here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and me coming from. Uh, also, like a very, very secure background. Like I never, you know, I was like, "Mom, Dad, I want to go to this expensive high school." And they're like, "Okay, we'll figure it out." Mom and Dad, I want to do that. You know, like maybe we didn't go on lavish vacations um, all the time, but it's not like we were obviously very, 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 very um, 
secure. Uh, and you know, I never wanted for anything. Um, but like just having that daily barrage of, of Republicans who are, uh, overly confident because one, they, they have their strength in numbers for them. And again, two, they're trying to, you know, everyone's trying to knock people down. And then just like feeling crazy in some of those moments, like in economic classes or religion classes or history classes of making the argument for helping people and caring about people and people being like, you're, you're a fucking fag for thinking that. Like literally being called a fag that you're like, no, that's just not, I guys, you know, and just trying to, trying to share whatever few stories I have that might illustrate that like not everyone um, in the world has it as good as us. And it matters what other, what happens to other people. And it doesn't just matter like whether or not you scratch your fucking escalate on the way home. Uh, or if you get the, <laughs> the Rolex you wanted and then you got it for your birthday, but it like, it's not tight enough. So it jangles a little bit, you know, like yeah. Dominic Saletti complained about that. It's just, yeah, it was, um, <laughs> And can I, can I ask for all of your classmates, you mentioned where they were on January 6th, 2021. I just really want to know how many of these people were there, but like, that's just an evergreen question. You know, I would, I would not be surprised because even though my school was a military high school, only like two or three kids from my class actually went into the military. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, sadly the military draws from the population that like needs more Mm. stability. And so like, you know, these high school yes. kids say no not. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, praise on non-white people. There we go. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I, I, I shouldn't say it. Cause also, you know, there's your, there's your, your, there's, there's poor whites everywhere too. Um, we don't need but, to build uh, biology. You get back to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but so I would not be surprised cause there were a couple kids who like already had their own guns at home and were like very excited about joining the military and were excited about entering, you know, West Point at a higher level than the other incoming freshmen, like excited to go to don't war. Make and it past the psyche valve. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I would not be surprised if there was honestly, I'd say three, but I wouldn't be surprised at like 10 kids that either responded yes to the RSVP um, and maybe like only seven of them went. But yeah, I, I would not be surprised uh, at all. So still too high. Of a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, and, and then also like, you know, in the defending your position place too, I know I, I didn't really come out of my shell and like find a personality until I was like probably junior year, I think. And, um, I still was like eighth grade freshman year and part of sophomore year. I still spent almost all my time with my four friends that I'd had since I was five years old. And we played, I think, think Magic the Gathering, but baseball cards. It's called MLB Showdown. So we were like, I was just uber sports nerd. Like that's just all I did. And, uh, didn't, didn't make the basketball team either got cut from that. So it was like, Jesus. I was bereft. I was bereft in the, in the desert of like, how do I fill my time sophomore year? And, um, so did Jordan and look at you now. Well, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and MJ, very similar. Uh, I, I have a documentary coming out soon where I shit on everyone in my life too. So it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> And it's 11 parts instead of 10. (laughs) Jordan. Um, But like it it just, uh, I guess it just steeled your, 
it, it, just steal my reserve to just tell people to like fuck off basically and just like do. I did me, you know what I'm saying? I'm I, I, I'm gonna be me, and that and that's what I'm gonna be. So uh, yeah, and unfortunately too, there was like a, a downside to that as well to going to this high school because like one of the favorite sayings is "boys will be boys" is what they said there. So like guys, we heard that you guys were you know lighting firecrackers at the fire at the gas station down the block, and someone did a uh, did a donut and like peeled out fast, and you know. <laughs> Let's come on. Let's not do that. I know boys will be boys, but like, let's, let's try and chip shape like that kind of thing. And so there's like very little consequences, uh, for a lot of the actions that happened at my school. And so that like imparted to me, probably a, uh, the world can't hurt me confidence too. Mm-hmm. That isn't always safe. Um, uh, but I, I thankfully had enough limits are understood my limits enough where other kids in my my class definitely did not have that because they had unlimited resources for everything and so um like there's a kid who i don't i don't think he's finished his bid yet but um has like sentenced to 15 years in jail i think for killing three people in a car accident after he was like on five different drugs and drinking and that kind of thing as a 19 year old i think it was so um and like that behavior had been there since he was 16 and people were like dude you cannot do this but he never he never felt consequences for it because his dad always got him out of it or his natural intelligence always got him out of it whatever it was and so yeah but there's your living proof that there's no more dangerous phrase in our lexicon than boys will be boys yes (laughs) yeah good lord yeah. Uh, you guys both took us to very dark, deep, real places for this, and I cannot so bring myself to take your scores down. So you'll both be getting three Ooh. points for this number one, which of Thank course you, brings us to our I appreciate final that tally. Oh, oh my gosh! Yes. Oh, I okay. Oh god. Okay, this is another terrible thing because I remember the, the the thing about the teachers. We, we could only take one kind of art class in my high school, and it was religious themes and art. So um, I, I built a cross, and I and I made a batik of the Dalai Lama. But that teacher was the only out teacher at our school. Uh, Renee Desjardins was her name. Um, and everyone called her Renee Desjardins. So there was just another terrible example. But- Creativity abounds. <laughs> <laughs> right? but, but a nice name. Desjardins. Rolls off the tongue. Feels very artsy, I feel like. so. Yeah. It is a great artsy name, which means I'm going to have to give Robert Callahan one more chance to see if he can remember <sighs> a teacher's name that is better than the French one. <laughs> this is this is the question about whether or not I am willing to stoop to the depths <laughs> and go to the mat because I have one in the back pocket, but it is brutal. Um, I, th- I think you got to go there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go, if you want to cut it, we can cut it. We can we can absolutely oh, no, cut no, no. it. We, it's, no, it's going okay. in. It's Unfortunately, it's okay. <laughs> this is a two parter, folks. Um, <laughs> Because we had a, our, our, our senior year um, religion teacher, his name was Thomas Klitz. Um, yes. and Wait, why is that funny? I, I don't know why I laughed. I'm sorry. That was- that's fine. Um, and the, it was it was all fine. We got we got our we got our jokes out of out of Klitz uh, mm-hmm. plenty, mm-hmm. Um, but it really came to a head. Where'd you find the uh, jokes? That's that's always the hard indeed. Part. Continue uh, when he named his his new baby daughter Rosie. Uh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> High school. Those folks. are oh, those are both. 
Extremely funny name. Uh, so you will both be getting the bonus. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter because to Mitch's 13, Robert has 14 ah! today's victor. Congratulations, sir. What a debut. Good game, Robert. Good Thank game. you. I, I would have said that it was rigged either way. So I'm glad that it was rigged. <laughs> Continuing our trend with talking about January 6, 2021. All right. We cannot leave today, though, without the revealing of a fast five, which, of course, is mine, which is the top five reasons to attend an all-boys school and what I interpret that to mean based on this one Google search of a page submitted by St. Catherine's Academy in Orange County mm. for their reasons okay. for all boys educations. Number five, all boys school focus on specific learning styles of boys. <laughs> Quote, <laughs> research shows that traditional American elementary schools favor the learning style of girls. Teachers capitalize on boys' natural curiosity and energy by incorporating movement and hands-on learning tools into everyday lessons. Now, let me translate that for the people at home. These little fuckers don't sit still, so fuck what the girls want. <laughs> we'll let these little assholes run around until they're tired, then blitzkrieg knowledge into them at the end of the day like fucking foie gras. Number four. <laughs> All boys schools let boys learn and grow at their own pace. And mm -hmm. quote, in an all boys environment, boys can gain confidence in their ability to learn without being compared to girls who usually develop language and fine motor schools sooner, skills sooner than boys, which, of what? course, means this is way too early for developing boys to know that women have brains. <laughs> we must ensure nothing distracts these rugrats from knowing that they are the better sex, you know, because science, but mostly God. <laughs> Number three. All boys' schools create an optimum physical learning environment. <laughs> what is this? Quote, by taking into account certain physiological differences, all boys' school can create a physical environment in which boys are best able to learn, unquote. Which, of course, translates to, we know you're going to have a bi-curious phase, and we want you to tamp that down. <laughs> Sexuality is not a spectrum. It's hard. Rock hard, in fact, and fast. Actually, when surrounded by temptation, you must learn to bury that shit or burn in hell for eternity, you little shit. Number two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All boys' schools engage boys in the learning process. You would hope. Wow. <laughs> Quote. The same study found that parents, sorry, a study found that parents who switched their sons to all boys school observed an increased eagerness to learn and compete academically, which of course means that competition is the only way you must beat your fellow man in any way you can. We want you boys to go head to head, but in competing, but let's like, let's call them beat offs. You must constantly <laughs> give in to your fluctuating testosterone and prove you are the alpha every fucking day. Number one, all boys schools encourage boys to pursue a variety of interests. Quote, in all boys schools, it is common for a boy to participate in arts, athletics, and community service, unquote. That's right. Math and science is for nerds. You can go ahead and be in place too, bitch. Get in there and memorize that shit. Be the best. You want to volunteer? Do it. Be the best at it. Do it. Or you're a failure. Do not fail. You must not fail. Don't fucking let anyone down. <laughs> and that's this week's edition oh. of Uber Cinco. Horrible. <laughs> oh, man. With a gentle cloth in the quaint Sopico district of Chicago has been. Mitch Brinkman. 
and with hair on the show that's finally better than Mitch's has been. Callahan. Oh, yes. And I've been your big wet boy, Brian Ernst. And as Bizbear always says, it's okay to give in. Go ahead and get that air fryer. Avita Zane and Adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.